Well, hello everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast. We are doing a series called Seven Most Powerful Characteristics of a Leader. We're on week number four. And what I'm trying to do is take uh, 30 years of leadership experience, try and pull out of it the seven most essential ingredients, I think. Greatest things that I've learned in terms of characteristics of a leader. And we're on week number four. And the title today is being team-minded. In other words, leaders think team. Now, this for me is a really big one. John Maxwell, he said, one is too small a number for greatness. One is too small. The heart of what he's saying is one person can achieve good things, great things even. But to really change the world, to really have a lasting impact requires a team. The ability to work in a team, lead a team, choose great team members and develop a team will probably be the characteristic that most impacts your ability to grow a church, business or organization from small to big. What I mean by that is I have the privilege of visiting many churches and I'll use that as an example. And, and one very capable couple by themselves can plant a church and lead a church and grow it to 60, 70, maybe about 100 or so people. But to really go beyond that, is a different type of leadership style. It's no longer hands-on, do-it-yourself, strong, capable. No, no. Now it's about an empowering leader who's able to build team and empower others. To be honest, most leaders can't make or don't make that transition, which is why average age, average size of a church around the world is between 60 and 70 people. This is about teamwork. It's about being a team member being part of a team, raising a team, and leading a team well. One man shows churches, business, etc. can accomplish quick results and grow to a level but will never achieve true greatness. It takes a team to accomplish great things. There was a quote, it takes the teamwork to make the dream work, and I absolutely believe it's true. So, three examples, three people in Scripture who were very good team builders and team leaders. Let's start with Jesus, of course. If there was ever going to be one person who didn't need a team, Jesus. I mean, Jesus, the Son of God, He can walk on water, He can feed 5,000, He can raise the dead. He doesn't need a team. He could do it all Himself. Yet, when we look at the ministry of Jesus, probably His highest priority was to establish and develop the 12 men around Him, and they went on to change the nations. Jesus was so committed. In Luke 6, verses 13, when morning came, Jesus called His disciples to Him, and He chose 12 of them whom He designated apostles. And his, from that moment on, His best time, energy, and effort went into fashioning and forming this team around Him. What about King David? David didn't need a team to kill the giant Goliath. We know the story of David and Goliath. But to lead a nation, win battles, and conquer kingdoms, he developed a team of mighty men. And that's the difference. By himself, he could kill a giant. But it took a team of mighty men to turn the Israel into the greatest it, it ever. It reached its pinnacle of leadership under his reign. In 2 Samuel 23, 8-12, I'm going to pull out a couple of uh, phrases out of this paragraph, this couple of verses. These are the names of David's mighty men. Josheb, Bathsheba, Beth, that guy. It says he raised his spear against 800 men whom he killed in one encounter. Eliezer, son of Dedai, was next to him. He stood his ground and struck down the Philistines till his hand grew tired and froze to the sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day. Shammah took his stand in the middle of the field. He defended it and struck down the Philistines. And the Lord brought about a great victory. See, one man could kill giants. But David drew around him a team of mighty men. And together they conquered kingdoms and won great victories. What about Barnabas? 
Barnabas was the leader of that new church plant in the book of Antioch. And uh, you can see that in, in Acts uh, chapter 11, verses 19 to 16. But what I love about him was his dedication to building a team. First thing he did when he took over this new church was go and find this guy Saul who became Paul and brought him in to begin building a team. And now in Acts 13, verse 1, it says in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon called Naja, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaen, who'd been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. And if we look at this incredible team, Barnabas, the Jewish Levite, Simeon, a black African Gentile, Lucius, a Greek physician, Manaean, a wealthy, well-educated Roman, Saul, an ex-rabbi who used to attack Christians. What a diverse team. The church went on to impact nations. Jesus chose that church to send out an apostolic team. They impacted nations because Barnabas was committed to building a team. So here's the challenge. Great leaders need to be great team players and team builders. It's honestly, the more I work with churches, I'm convinced of this. Probably the most powerful characteristic to grow your leadership capacity is your ability to be a team, lead a team, choose good team people and raise them up. I'm going to leave you with three positive and three negative characteristics of people and great teams. Number one, to be a good team leader, number one, humble. You don't have to be the best but you do need to be able to bring out the best in others. Number two, they are empowering, really believing in the team and trusting them with responsibility and authority. And then number three, submitted. That means you don't just want to, uh, the team to submit to you, but as the leader, but you willing to submit to the team. Three crucial positive characteristics, humble, empowering, submitted. What about three negative characteristics that hold people back from leading and developing good teams? One, insecure. You always want to steal the glory and make it about themselves. They always have to be the best. Number two, a control freak. Always needs to make all the decisions, micromanage the team, really struggles to let go of authority. And then number three, relationally closed. Doesn't open their hearts and invest in friendship with the team. These three things can truly hinder, can truly hinder a team growing well. Insecure, control freak. Or relationally closed. So let me leave you with three questions quickly to ponder. And once again, you can download the notes and have a look at them. Question one, how much energy and effort have you put into developing a team around you? Honestly, assess yourself. Is this as much of a priority to you as it was to Jesus? Number two, which of the positive characteristics mentioned above is your strongest and how can you make it even better? If you chose one of these, humble, empowering, submitted, which of those are you good at and how can you make it even better? And then last question, which of the negative characteristics is your weakest and what can you do to improve? Insecure, control freak, relationally closed, which of those could you take and begin to work on now and turn it into more of a strength? So there it is. I'm absolutely convinced being team-minded as a leader is critical to take something from small to large and keep on growing. So I hope it helps and uh, I hope that you keep on growing as a leader. I look forward to sharing part number five next week. Until then, may the Lord bless you and bye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash leadership where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.